Welcome to Easy Operations Episode 4. My name is Ron. Uh, in many ways, this is kind of an episode that's brand new for a lot of listeners. We just got up on the iTunes Music Store. So I just want to give you guys a, a basic primer on what this show is about and reintroduce uh, our host as well. So uh, this is Easy Operations. We picked this name because it's a reference to an old Capcom fighting game and the fact that I like easy mode and I usually look up solutions to a lot of video games. So we're going to basically focus on pop culture and video games from a non-critics perspective. Uh, we're not. We're just regular guys that just want to have fun. So let me introduce the rest of the guys here. We have James. What's going on, guys? And James is our guy that just breezes through games and TV shows, and he's always up to date on the latest news. One thing uh, right up front, I do want to apologize for the quality last week. We had a bit of a hiccup where Armando uh, did not record his portion of audio. And we just wanted to get some type of an episode out there. I had a little disclaimer up front. And those of you who jumped on the episode initially got that feed without Mondo. It must have been really weird to listen to. And then Mondo really took the time to go in there and try to re-record his audio and his reactions to what we were saying, which That's is very impressive. Yes, good dedication. And I'm very impressed that he did it. And uh, you know, just to try to get it to somewhat close to the original show that we had intended. So uh, yeah, just with that out of the way, let's let's go ahead and get right into it uh, with our "What You Been Up To" segment. And uh, James, I think you went to the NBA playoff games. This is uh, it's now NBA season. Unfortunately, my LA Lakers are not in the playoffs, but the Clippers are. Uh, what was it like? Uh, it was actually Game One uh, for the Clippers versus the Jazz. I was. Uh, Really hype, and actually, it was very surreal that game. Uh, unfortunately, we lost, but literally in the last few seconds, we went from uh, such highs to such lows, all within the gap of five seconds. It was a very fun experience. Highly recommend anyone that loves live sports to just you know go to a playoff game. It's totally a different atmosphere than what you normally expect. Now, do you find that there's probably less uh, casual fans when you, when you go in a playoff game because it's just it's more intense and only the real fans show up or what? Uh, I, I would say a little bit of both, but it seems like more passionate fans in, in a sense that they're actually rooting for the team uh, uh, that you know they came in for. Uh, it's it was kind of fortunate that it was against the Utah Jazz, where there doesn't seem to be that much of population over here, as most yeah. LA sports fans know. Whenever they go to any game, it's, there's usually a large population of the other team's fans in the stadium due to a lot of transplants that live in L.A. But at this particular uh, game, it was primarily like 95% Clipper fans. Well, particularly because it it's Clippers and it's a cheap way to see other teams because, you know, that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> that doesn't happen at Laker <laughs> games, all right? <laughs> you know why? Because <laughs> uh, what else did you do? <laughs> Uh, this past weekend, we went to uh, the Pixar exhibit at the California Science Museum. Uh, if you're a fan of the movies um, or how they're made, it's a great little event that they pulled off there. So basically, it's uh, kind of like a gallery, but there's very interactive things on there. So they do describe on how they did uh, physics on a on a particular like character, how they do reflections. And then there's this little kind of like a little playground where you, you mess with little tools here and there to uh, manipulate um, an on-screen character, so it's pretty. It's pretty fun, and it's very good in learning. What's kind of ironic, uh, though, is that a lot of people brought their kids, but they're too young to understand a lot of this. These things. It was more uh, fun for the adults, in my opinion, and uh, totally worth it. However, I do know that the weekend that I went to was its last weekend. So if it ever comes back, 
you know, definitely, uh, you know, it's, it's a good little fun experience to check out. Well, and uh, just for everyone that, that was in L.A., we are based out of Los Angeles. So, you know, if, if you live close by, maybe next time if they ever redo this exhibit, you guys can catch it. Uh, as for myself, I didn't. I realized I didn't actually introduce myself. Uh, I'm the casual fan that keeps this show moving. Like I don't really follow a lot of the things that uh, they do, but uh, I like to focus on Destiny. I like to focus on some games, but I just I, – I used to play more back then – but now I just don't have as much time. But uh, I'm going to keep this show, mo- this show moving, guys. So actually for me this weekend, I went to Portland for my birthday. I turned uh, 39 years young. And uh, the, most of us hey, are 39 is the new 29. Yeah, I'm Same. the old one of this group here. Uh, these other guys are in their early to mid-30s. And, uh, you know, this was a, a chance for me to go to a place that uh, has is close by L.A. It was about a two-hour flight. And... I got to go to a lot of breweries. If you're into craft beer, there's just a ton of places to go to. And uh, I even took a hike to uh, go see some waterfalls. Beautiful city. It rained a little bit, but nothing too bad. And one of my souvenirs was this really cool beer cup made out of like a thermal aluminum. And it's supposed to keep your beer cold without you really having to put it in the freeze or anything. It's like this kind of thermal material. which like a koozie? Yeah, uh, but no, because uh, – no, not quite because it's just the material. They did have koozies, by the way, but I didn't get one. <laughs> but, did you end uh, up uh, going to – I know you're a Nike fan. Did you go to the Nike store? Okay, so – big one that's my, up there? My friend went. He had a, a pass. I went to one of the stores that's just in the city, but I didn't go to the actual main location. Uh, and my friend went who met me up there, and he said that, unfortunately, they did not have anything – Really that you would normally not be able to find in your stores over here. So we were very disappointed. We thought we were going to be able to get some exclusive shoes. I'm really big into sneakers. And it, it was just whatever came out that particular week and not much else. And I thought it was a chance to buy on shoes that might have sold out elsewhere. Um, but, but isn't then, it also an outlet where it's a little cheaper as well? And no, 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 no. Tax, I'm, right? I'm talking, there's no sales tax. That's what's kind of cool about Oregon. Right. But I'm talking about the main Nike campus, whereas you're right. perhaps thinking of an outlet. Um, right. so I okay. didn't go to an outlet. This was the main Nike campus and there they did not have that selection. So yeah, I mean, that's what they call the big facility, like the big headquarters, the big corporate headquarters. So, um, yeah, so that's what we did over the weekend. And while I was gone, Fast and the Furious 8 or Fate of the Furious to be specific came out. Uh, James, you saw this movie. I know Mondo's not a fan, so you're going to be the one leading us through this. Uh, and <laughs> so can you give us non-spoiler impressions? Because I love these series of movies and I would love to see that. I'm probably going to see it within the next week or two. I'm waiting on a friend to go watch it with me. So. Uh, what'd you think? Yeah, I was actually first. I'm a little disappointed that they didn't spell fate with an F and then an eight after that. So it would be like fate that would of the series. It would have been very punny, I guess you would say. Uh, but <laughs> this movie is uh, gloriously absurd is the best thing I could uh, uh, mention about it, which is good. I mean, I I know what I was getting into. So, I mean, this is this is the series and this is what it is. And that's what I paid to go see. And I was it definitely delivered on that aspect. If you want some crazy non-physics based action this is the best <laughs> movie uh out there and it's really well done in uh my opinion better than and the last it, one uh you know what it's about i think it was about on par i think that 
action was better. However, uh, there's some elements of it where I thought seven was better. They're about on par, I, I would say. Very similar in a sense that, um, I you know, I, this is not a spoiler, but, uh, you know, uh, Paul Walker's not in it. And you kind of feel that, that he's not in the movie. Um, certain things like that. And then uh, a lot of the chemistry, in my opinion, is not as there as in the prior movies because a lot of the characters are new or not uh or not you know didn't go along with them throughout the whole series so i love that you know even though it's emphasized a lot in the marketing the family aspect this is probably the movie that's the least family quote although they say the word a lot it's the least uh least one with the least amount of heart in my opinion but the action is crazy the rock is super swole it's basically just a marvel movie without having <laughs> the marvel license in my opinion wow. yeah so they're pretty much super powered characters uh in uh in using cars uh, to solve pr- crime or solve, you know, any of the world's issues with cars. And um, it's a, it was a fun ride, you know, no pun intended. Well, these movies aren't for everyone, but they are for, you know, if it's not for you, it's definitely, def- this one's not going to change your mind. Yeah, I mean, you can't go to this movie with the expectation of A-plus quality acting. Um, one thing I will note is that the series, in order to kind of top itself, has progressively gotten more and more into the outrageous. And whereas before they were a kind of a group of ragtag, little, not mechanics so much a gang, or... <laughs> mechanics, and they were kind of using They've that come knowledge. So long. Now they're so practically funny. James Bond agents. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's yeah. the best part about it. They literally yeah. went from stealing like what dvd players on the back of a truck yeah to being international uh superstars which is what makes it which is actually the best thing they've ever done to the series i actually honestly think that going away from the car culture uh was the best movie it's ever done and i'm up for it i'm hoping uh for the next installment they go to space because why not all right well, uh, this movie was – or this weekend was also notable for uh, Star Wars, The Last Jedi trailer. It was a Star Wars a celebration being held over the weekend. Uh, lots of people went to that. I didn't – I think it was – I don't even know where it was. But uh, in any case, this debuted and I tried – I saw it on Twitter and I said as far away f- from it as possible. <laughs> uh, me on Star Wars stuff and particularly I think movies that I really want to see very badly – I just want to know the least amount of it possible. But we have a, a two guys that did see it. And so can you guys find a way to explain your impressions of this trailer without really <laughs> any specifics? Uh, let me start. Basically, yes. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think this is a spoiler to say that uh, Ray is in it. What? Um, so <laughs> but yeah, but it was a very... Um, Short, not I would say short trailer. I would say it's equivalent to the very first uh, Force Awakens trailer or teaser. I don't know if you remember seeing that or did I see did. that one. It was very vague in a sense that they showed a lot of cool things, but it was still very good at not telling you anything in in a, in a sense that it's still in a mystery of oh what's going to happen, what's going on. It it brings up more questions than more uh, more of uh, like uh, knowing. Yeah, it, it's it's like they showed like a lot of cool things. Um, that are just open to interpretation, uh, and it doesn't really spoil anything uh, based on this first teaser, anyways. And then, uh, you know, if for any Star Wars fans, there's a pretty cool mark out moments in the trailer. I don't want to say anything because that is a spoiler, but uh, it definitely is going to be uh, the, one of the most anticipated movies of this year. And it's even better knowing that it's directed by uh, Rian Johnson, who di- directed the majority of the Breaking Bad episodes, including. Uh, usually all the best ones including the finale and he also did Looper 
Have you guys seen Looper? Yeah. With uh, that time travel movie. And as well as, uh, I don't know, a movie prior is called Brick. It's kind of like a noir movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, in high school. Definitely uh, something to check out as well if you want to look into his backlog. One of the things that I didn't like uh, about the reveal of the poster, and I did think they revealed the poster this weekend, was that it showed you who was going to have a lightsaber in one form or another. And just for me, and I'm only speaking for myself, I would have liked to have been a little more surprised about that. And I would go with a little more vague uh, but you were referring to uh, episode seven, though, right? That's right, episode seven. Okay. And, and now, as I think about it, when you look at the original Star Wars poster, there is Luke Skywalker holding a lightsaber. But still, I just. But that, yeah, that's true. In that original one, no one knows what that, what that is in at that time period. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but this new poster for this uh, uh, last Jedi is it, it's not as um, overly detailed like the episode seven poster. Okay. But it does. It's almost like the teaser uh, where. It's very simple image, but it's like oh, it makes you think. Kind of like, hmm, why did they do, why did they why did they compose it in this way, or why yeah, did they? Yeah, see, uh, I don't want to even think like about that. that. Uh, but this one, but it doesn't explain anything. That's what is nice about this particular poster. It's more teaser-ish than uh, that episode seven one for sure. All right, cool. Well, uh, I actually saw a movie, but it was a very old one. Now I use the feature on Netflix where you can download to a tablet. And I busted out IP Man from 2008. Now, let me tell you how I discovered this movie is (laughs) that I saw Donnie Yen uh, in Rogue One and I saw him in Triple X, that sequel to Triple X, the one that just came out. And I thought this guy kicks butt. This is a PG podcast, so he kicks butt. And uh, I want to see more of him. And apparently he was in these movies. And this is a movie where it's a Chinese uh, martial arts movie where it is a town where there's a lot of schools that teach martial arts, and he is uh, a reluctant teacher. He's a master of kung fu, and uh, lots of people want to challenge him. And it's just, uh, I enjoyed this movie, and apparently there's two other ones. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a great one. And can you guys remember back to when you saw this movie? Oh, yeah. Hitman was awesome, especially for the time, for the action. Uh, the way the Donnie Yen's speed is portrayed in this, it's just uh, mind-blowing, especially since that's all in real time, not sped up uh, for the time period. And what's kind of interesting about that character, Ip Man, <laughs> I can see it being re- uh, changed to IPA Man, which is pretty funny about <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but uh, he's a teacher of Bruce Lee. It's a true story about that guy. Um, and he's the one that taught Bruce Lee uh, Kung Fu uh, when he was his student at the time. But yeah, Donnie, it's a Donnie Yen showcase. If uh, Another thing I would recommend if you are more into wanting to see more uh, Donnie Yen, definitely check out this one called SPL, the letter S, letter P, and the letter L. Um, it has some crazy fight scenes as well in it, and it uh, features another classic Hong Kong star named Sammo Hung. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, well uh, as for TV shows... Um, James, we talked about Big Little Lies last week. It sounds like you actually went ahead and finished the series. I did not. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Was it worth the payoff, I guess? Right. Actually, you know what? This is probably one of the best finales of uh, many shows. I think maybe really? because this is a, a one-and-done season type of thing, so there's a conclusion, um, which felt very nice. It doesn't seem like it leads off to anything like a sequel bait. I mean, it does leave some open things, but not enough to... Uh, like you know, like oh, you have to wait till next season. Just kind of like feeling. Fargo in that sense. 
Correct. Uh, Fargo is different in the sense that's an anthology series, so it's always different every season. Mm-hmm. But this one is just literally no more of these characters because I guess it was off one book. They haven't announced a season two yet, but I'd be surprised if they made a, a season two since it's based on, this first season was on a original book. But uh, that finale was great, by the way. A lot of suspense, a lot of tension, um, some reveals, and uh, you know, uh, it's it's it may not be what you think it is, Ron. Because I don't know what episode you're in at the moment. And I know you may I have. Had, some I literally haven't watched since, uh, you know. Last that's week. how you get your reputation. You burn through these things. I stopped at episode two. I still want to watch it, and you're definitely encouraging me to keep going with this. So I, I am definitely going to press on with it. Yeah, definitely uh, check it out. Another thing I saw, uh, also HBO related, is the season finale of or series finale of Girls, uh, and this is like a total contrast to Big Little Lies. This is probably one of the worst finales I've ever seen. Oof. It was so whack, in my opinion, and rather boring. Uh, the uh, Penelope, uh, I'm sorry, the episode that was before this one felt more like a finale, while this one was just like to me a waste of time. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Have you ever watched the show Girls? Uh, I did actually, and I probably stopped at around maybe season three. Um, I didn't care for the characters. I thought the Adam Driver character of this boyfriend was just a little too crazy and almost unrealistic. Uh, it's Kylo I, Ren, bro. Yeah, I know. I didn't. I didn't find uh, the female characters to be particularly likable. And uh, none of them it, are. <laughs> yeah, this is funny. None and of I don't them are like shows like that where I, all I can't <laughs> kind of identify with the characters. So I kind of tapped out around there. So it, this doesn't surprise me that it was a letdown ultimately because it let me down a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's about it's a show about despicable people, and I don't know why I kept watching. I just I guess since I felt like I went this far, I might as well finish it, and uh, was not worth. The <laughs> was not worth the time to pay off at the end. So fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's okay. Not my, not my, well, not one of my favorite shows out there. But I did, you know, finish it. At least I can say that. Okay. Um, and then uh, apparently, you continue, and I guess with our Star Wars theme, the season four trailer for Star Wars Rebels um, came out, and I want to watch the show, but it's I don't have that channel. It's Disney XD. And um, so I didn't really get to really pursue the series. But can you talk about uh, what season four is like in terms of are you excited for it? But just again, don't get specific to those of us who haven't uh, really seen it. Right. I am definitely excited. It looks like it's catching up to a timeline that uh, you may be familiar with. Uh, But this season that's coming up is going to be its final one. Uh, that's what they mentioned at Star Wars Celebration. Is It looks like they planned out this story in advance and know where it was going to head to. And this is where it's all going to end up. They are saying, even though it's getting the highest ratings out of any of those Disney shows, they're not continuing it because they want to start another story um, mm-hmm. to continue on for another, uh, you know, to expand the universe. But this, you know, this group that it follows uh, throughout all the seasons, this has been one of the best actually animated series I've seen in a long time. Even though the animation could be a little wonky at times in terms of their character designs, the actual uh, plot and uh, events that happen to it are very um, mature. There's a lot of dark um, events that happen in the series. And it, what, what's best about the show compared to, you know, let's say Clone Wars um, is that it brings up, it, it, it nails the feel of the original um, trilogy in the sense of like, the sense of fun, the sense of wonder when they go into space, and it and then what's cool is that everything in this uh, Star Wars Rebels is canon. So, um, if you want some 
you know, expanded universe stories that are indeed part of the canon of the current universe of the movies. Um, Star Wars Rebels is where it's at. Too bad it's not streaming anywhere at the moment. I did notice that as well. Um, it seems to be it's tied as a Disney XD exclusive type of deal. But if it ever gets on Netflix, man, you should jump on that. Did you ever finish Clone Wars? Or at so least watch I, that? I got as far as like the final season. And towards the end, I was kind of picking and choosing certain episodes that were recommended. Um, because it was going to go away. They said it. I saw, I was reading an article that was going to go away, but it actually is still there the last time I was there. on Netflix. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. Maybe they renewed the deal. Um, but, uh, you know, I liked Clone Wars, but ultimately I felt like it got bogged down in a lot of like episodes of all the bureaucracy and the Republic right. and the Trade Federation, all that stuff. All the That's problems makes, that uh, you would associate with the early Star Wars movies. <laughs> like prequels. <laughs> yeah. The, what made uh, That's what makes Rebels uh, a lot better, I think, than Clone Wars because Clone Wars, you know, while cool and has, it's, um, it seems like it's a series of little stories with different characters or different arcs within that war. I guess, which, I guess that was the point of Clone Wars. But Star Wars Rebels is more focused. It's directly just this cast um, of, uh, of, characters and they don't really branch off you know and sidetrack you on its main focal point like there's no filler pretty much uh and and clone wars got sidetracked a lot with that you know with those subplots of the bureaucracy although there was cool episodes and and revolving uh darth maul though which i did appreciate on that series i didn't like the darth maul stuff as much either really not Um, the ones with his brothers no like the stuff with his brother hmm how far did you get with that though with the i finished that arc for sure where he gets killed by uh, Palpatine. Well, look at you. Come on, man. Spoiling these <laughs> hey, things. this is hey, the statue, uh, what's it called, of limitations. This is already, that's already like a 10-year-old show. That, is it that, really? <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. Because <laughs> think about it. It's, uh, uh, Rebels is already on its fourth season. Um, so that's four years. Uh, Clone Wars must have been way long ago before Disney even bought them. So I don't yeah. know. Did you get that far by any chance where Maul and his brother fight Palpatine? Yeah. Yeah, that part was. You didn't think that was cool? I thought that was dope. You know, I guess I like that episode, but just, you know, he was just. uh, It went on too long. He was making this power grab, and no one can really beat him. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I feel you. So, one of the other shows that I watched um, is going to be. I'm I'm all over the place with my stuff, but uh, One Punch Man. (laughs) Somehow I got. I'm actually surprised. I saw one. You know, know, because it was recommended, I listened to the. that podcast with Jeff Kanata is escaping me at the moment. Uh, Slash Filmcast? No, no, no. The other uh, one with uh, Christian. Oh, uh, DLC? Yeah. I listened to DLC. And on the end of one of those shows, they were making a recommendation on anime. And they said they love One Punch Man. It was kind of a mock-up of uh, superhero things. And I said, mm-hmm. you know what? Let me try it out. It's on Netflix. I downloaded the first two episodes. And it's really interesting for those of you that don't know, this is an animated series and Mono's going to be able to give us a little more details about it in a second. But as far as I understand it, this it is like making fun of comic book heroes where this guy can basically resolve any battle in one punch and he's kind of bored with that existence. And it seems interesting, but I kind of already see myself thinking, well, what's going to be the conflict here if he can literally punch his way one punch <laughs> out of it so i don't know it seemed interesting it, it the the kind of characters that he runs into are all kind of interesting they're really original origins um so it's interesting i don't know if i'm going to completely hang on to it what do you think i think it, it mainly makes more fun of anime tropes in general because like 
<laughs> what's so funny about uh Ip Man is like he's so OP, but like he's not like a special guy. He he uh, how he's so strong is just because he worked out really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was the main thing. It's blowing everyone's minds. I don't know if you got there. It might have been a spoiler, but you won't mind. It's anime. Eh. <laughs> That's okay. all I can say. It's anime. Eh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's see if I make it that far. All right. Well, enough about games, or I'm sorry, TV. Let's talk about games. Now, I want to point out again that you might hear us going back to some games that we have talked about in the past. This kind of going with the theme of our podcast is that we're not really reviewers and we don't get review copies of games. And unfortunately, we can't afford to be buying brand new games every single week. So we're going to just talk about some of the games that we did play um, but and go a little bit more details. So <laughs> as for me, uh, I made a little more progress in Zelda when I came back from my vacation. I kind of went on a, a small little marathon session. And uh, one thing I want to make a correction from last week. We were talking about the desert section, uh, James, when you went through that special dungeon. And we called the animal a salamander. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> uh, it was a camel. Uh, I couldn't tell either way. You couldn't tell? Okay. No, you man, know. it was moving so fast. Uh, like, especially when you got to do that little mission prior to getting onto him. You have to, you know, you have to shoot his legs and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Okay, that's fine. And so, but there actually is a salamander because that's where I'm at, and that's for the Goron's uh, quest line, and uh, up there on uh, Death Mountain. So, I finished uh, the dungeon uh, of the camel, and you mentioned last week that it was going to be very difficult, and it sure was. Uh, and my reflexes were not up to par to be able to deflect many of those attacks. Um, but what really helped me was that I got the Master Sword. So in this game, which is kind of a break from tradition of Zelda's, is that you don't really need the Master Sword to pass the game, where it, is, is it was a very integral item is the sword that you needed to pass the game in all the other Zeldas. Yeah, this and, Zelda seems to be breaking all the traditions of any past Zelda, um, yeah. which is what a nice little refresh take on it. So for me, I really wanted to get it. I just thought it was a cool thing to try to get. And uh, you get this item, and I don't know if you know this, but it doesn't break. That um, sounds good. <laughs> it, but but what happens is is like the energy will quote-unquote drain, and you got to wait a little bit for it to recharge. Oh, kind of like the elemental weapons? You know how they, on that first strike, it's like it's most potent? and then like... Yes, but but more time. So in other words, you literally can't okay. use the weapon until it uh, recharges. What's the damage on that then? So, okay, Is... it's, it's rated at 30 under normal conditions, right? But okay. when you're in the boss, when you're fighting Ganon, it lights up and it turns to 60 damage. And wow. boy, was I tearing through that boss when I finally was able to land hits on it. And it made short work of the guy. So um, I'd recommend you go get it. I think it's a cool quest line to try to get all the hearts that is needed to do and just to kind of see the reaction and all that stuff. And it, 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 it felt very epic in a way that getting the sword really didn't beforehand. So right. uh, I made progress on that. I got more sets of armor. I got the climbing set. I got the uh, set to go through lava. Wait, what set? What? Where do you get that? Because I don't know how to get up the depth mound without like combusting to flame. Okay, well, uh, I'll tell you a little bit since I look all these things up. Easy operations. Uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> there is a little horse stable prior to getting up Death Mountain, 
a person there sells you um, little potions that will give you immunity to burning up. Oh, wow. And you basically okay. take that up until you get to this halfway point where you're not quite in the town yet. And uh, there is a guy that is going to offer you the, ar- the one of the armor pieces for, I believe it's 10 of the fireproof lizards. And uh, that's how you get the first set. And then you have to buy the other two pieces of the set. But just having one will allow you to go through that section without worrying about burning up. So, Cool. I'll uh, check it out. That, yeah, that's where I'm at, and I left off there. One other game that I tried because I was on the plane. Uh, back when it was on sale, I got Final Fantasy IV for the PSP, but I put it on my PlayStation Vita. Um, this is a old... Is it the game. 3D one or the just original 2D? No, this is uh, revamped 2D graphics. Okay, it has... so it's not that 3DS one where, you know, how they remade the game in 3D? Right. Nope. Okay. It's the uh, 2D version. And this has the full collection. That's why it's called the complete collection. It has the after years and this little side chapter story. I haven't gotten to any of those yet. Um, I just played a few, you know, hours of it. It's fun if you like these type of games that came out like in the 90s. Did you never that, play uh, that in Super Nintendo days? So I never finished that one. That's one oh, that okay. I haven't finished. I actually – I had it on uh, – what was the first thing? Oh, it was on the Game Boy Super Advance. Super Nintendo. No, oh, no, no. no. On, on Super Nintendo, I completely missed it. But this came out on Game oh, Boy okay. Advance and I got stuck in a certain portion mm-hmm. where I was literally stuck and I didn't know the solution to get out of it. And I just – Does it I, still hold up though? Uh, yeah. One thing that I like – they have a low auto attack function that can kind of make things go a little bit faster in terms of uh, the battles, the random battles. Oh, nice. Now, That's it's not cool. going to do everything. It'll just literally spam the attack button. But on quick battles, it'll just get you through it. So, um, you know, you have to – it's not for everyone. You have to really be in these games to grind and, and play it. But it was just something that I wanted to play on the plane for a little bit. And I got it on sale for like – I think it was like 7 bucks or something like that. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Uh, well, that's it for me. And uh, what about you, James? What are you playing? <laughs> I'm bringing up a classic game review to this week with uh, Black Ops 2, Call of Duty. Uh, it recently went on backwards compatible, uh, I would say, last week or so. And it immediately shot up in uh, popularity again in the sense that it was, I think, number three or four in most played game on um, on the Xbox Live. I think number one's Overwatch. Uh and it still holds up to this day. It went from literally an average of 20k players to uh, 100k players uh, a, a game. So that that is pretty crazy in terms of its popularity. It's definitely the best um, boots to the ground version of Call of Duty since nowadays it's all about mobility with Call of Duty of them jumping up and down and double jumps and jetting around. This is brings it back a little bit old school on the floor. It's still future esque. I'm not sure if you ever played. Just Black the one Ops with Ice Cube still- in it. <laughs> yeah, it is one with Ice Cube. That that's the best one. <laughs> yeah, I I played through the campaign. I love the campaign on those. But yeah, the campaign I, was great. I couldn't get too much into the multiplayer. That's not for me. But uh, yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. So yeah, I just uh I just been shooting it up. Uh, uh, you know, just bringing uh bringing back the old school feel of playing traditional Call of Duty, and I, you know, realized that I prefer that over the uh the mobility-esque uh generation that it is now although i do hear that the next call of duty is world war ii so they're going really far back uh in the next one so 
we'll see how that goes. And the other game I've been playing is uh, Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy, Episode 1. Uh, what do you think? It's You know, it's a cool story. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's pretty interesting in the sense that... <coughs> excuse me. That this uh, take on Guardians of the Galaxy is clearly based on the movie version. Although their design looks like it's very... Uh, based on the comic in a sense that Thanos is uh, hella blue <laughs> or purple. He's like super bright colored. Um, it's very fun. It, it, what I like about it, since it is, it's, ta- it's taking from the movie, is that it does a lot of the soundtrack stuff. So you hear a lot of good licensed music from the 70s and 80s throughout the, uh, throughout the series. And there's only been the first episode to leave, a good, leave it on a good cliffhanger. Um, it's pretty action-packed so far in terms of its pacing. I enjoy it. I, li- I like these games because these games are strictly all story and I like these stories that Telltale Games um, provide. And, you know, even though they're in terms of the gameplay front, it's a lot of uh, quick-time action. I don't mind it. It's uh, it's relatively short experiences, like an hour and a half maybe at most for an episode. But they tell compelling stories that I enjoy. So um, looking forward to the next episodes whenever they come out. I just hope, wish they had a more consistent schedule on that. It's not like it comes out every month. I think it comes out every two months or something like that. Yeah, I was going to say that I feel like you kind of have to take a break unless you absolutely love these type of games on these Telltale series because they're largely the same thing. And if you play every single one, it's going to be like, oh, it's just the same kind of decision tree, the same kind of quick time events. But if you kind of space them out, like I haven't played one since Batman and even that I didn't finish, but I got to get around to it. I actually bought the whole thing on sale. But uh, yeah, does this mix it up in any new ways? Uh, there's some different mechanics on there, but it's nothing mind-blowing in a sense that um, there's a conversation tree that you can activate anytime because now you have a comms uh, button where you can just radio in any of your members. So it looks like there's a little bit more uh, interaction with your party members, and uh, it seems like it will take a key role, hopefully. But it's nothing mind-blowing in terms of uh, breaking its traditional gameplay standard. And in, in this type of way, I didn't mind. It's more I go for these games more for the story than I do the gameplay. Okay, cool. Well, uh, that's about it for what we've been playing, everybody. And now let's uh, talk about some news. Uh, One big news item that I think caught everyone is the NES Classic has been discontinued. And this is kind of disappointing because this was something that – it was in very short supply when it first came out. And I thought, I'm going to wait this out. I know there's a lot of interest in it, and I'm going to eventually get one. I'm not going to be paying over sticker for these things. So I thought I was going to wait on it. They never really materialized in terms of having a lot in stock. And now they're going to flat out cancel it. And they're talking about how Nintendo is saying that they never really considered it to be a long-term product and that they had extended the supply a certain amount. But... Now they're just going to discontinue it. So, I mean, did any of you guys pick one of these up? And, and what do you think? No, I really wanted one. And it was, but it's so hard to find, just like typical Nintendo. Uh, did you end up getting one by any chance? Not me. Oh, man. Uh, the, I really wanted one, especially just to have around. It's it's cool, you know, especially for uh, casuals where just anyone that can just pick up and play. It's good to. Just have around like in, in my mind i always thought to myself if i ever have kids down the line i want them to start off with nes classic <laughs> instead of starting off with all these next generation systems <laughs> let them uh, go through the roots that you know that we did in our generation and uh it, i mean i I'm, it sucks because like i really wanted this and now like the only way to do this is like paying extremely 
uh, high prices for them. And eBay, I think they average around like 250 bucks or something like that. Something ridiculous oh, like that. When it's uh, 60 bucks. I don't know, man. Nintendo. They, I, I know. I'm pretty sure they canceled it specifically because the Switch came out. It was just a holdover and keep Nintendo relevant until the Switch came out. And they want to sell their virtual console system on the Switch. Um, and you know, instead of getting oh 60 games uh, for 60 bucks on that little NSS Classic, you can pay uh, per game on the Switch and play it on the go. Yeah, but those my... those things aren't even ready to go yet. That's the problem. Right. You know, right. They're, they're just not. they're leaving money on the table, and that's what I'm. I don't understand their logic. Like this had a great price point. If you would have had these uh, in, in great numbers in stock, it could have been like those Nintendo. I'm sorry, those uh, Atari things that you see on the end caps of like Best Buy and Walmarts and it would have been like an impulse purchase and I, I right. wanted to get one because I'm not into emulation so like I just even if I would have left the damn thing on my shelf I would have wanted one <laughs> just because it's right. cool and I would have tried it out for a little bit I know it had a problem with having short controller cords but it just was a really cool item that just I wish I could have gotten one and I'm there's no way I'm paying um, you know 250 <laughs> bucks for yeah. one yeah no way hey. But good news is that there's rumor that now they're doing an SNES classic or yeah, SNES. Yeah, and then it's uh, the same problem that's going to happen. <laughs> right. But this time, at least we have a heads up, so maybe we'll know better to maybe pre-order one whenever they do But we had a out. heads up on the NES classic. And, but I did and not – I didn't think it was going to be successful though, so I never pre-ordered it. Okay. I, I didn't expect this much of uh, – of, uh, of a craze for that system when they initially announced it. I thought, oh, it's going to be cool. You know, like it'll be good uh, stocking stuffer for Christmas of last year, but then it ended up being like uh, impossible to find and then made me want it even more. I'm like, damn it, I've messed up and should have gotten that instead. But, you know, hopefully this one I'll be able to catch. And speaking of the SNES Classics, is there anything specific or games that you have as a wish list as at least being part of this uh, new system? Uh, well, for SNES Classic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was reading this article which point out a lot of them and, and, and some people were saying like, look, you can't be unrealistic and pick licensed games <laughs> right. because they're not going to make it there, right? Like one of the big ones was uh, Turtles in Time. I love that game. Um, it was one of the best versions of, of that uh, little But it might up. be possible because the NES Classic had Konami games that had like, you know, Castlevania. But notice it uh, didn't have uh, Turtles 1. That is true. But that, Turtles 1 wasn't that great. Uh, the, well, I guess it was good for the time, but... Um, I don't great know, music, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I did have great music. Yeah. yeah. Would you want uh, like something like Street Fighter on there? Street yeah, Street so Street? I think Street Fighter is a no-brainer. Um, I, I, it needs to have Link to the Past, one of the greatest games of all time, mm-hmm. Zelda Link to mm-hmm. the Past. It, it, of course, it's going to have Mario. There was only one Mario. It's got to have Super Metroid. Um, I just – I love the Super Nintendo so much. I I had so many games back then. I preferred it to the Genesis. I always got the Genesis – I'm sorry, the Super Nintendo version over the Genesis version and just – Although a, Aladdin was better on Genesis. Okay. Well, they they're <laughs> both have their ups and downs. Right. Um, and but, then uh, also I liked Streets of Rage more than Final Fight. I thought that was better. No, I like Final Fight. Uh, you couldn't play co-op though. Wait, could you? No, you uh, no, Not you until the second co-op. one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, that's why. Yeah, I but like co-op. Yeah, fair enough. And, and but did they release a? Yeah, there was a special blockbuster one, Final Fight Guy. Guy had yeah. Guy in it. <laughs> <I> remember that? <laughs> yeah, dude. But it would be sweet if it at least had one of the classic RPGs like Final Fantasy three, because that's what everyone loves. Uh, or I mean, three slash six, or Earthbound, Chrono Trigger. Um, 
highly unlikely. But well, I mean, they the did have first... a Final Fantasy game in uh, the NES Classic. Classic? Oh, yes, snap! It was Damn, the part then... one. So there's a chance. Is that what you're saying? There's a there's a chance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so is this something you would be pre-ordering when it comes 100%, out? Hundred percent. You just it? you gotta jump on these pre-orders with Nintendo things. Like I follow this guy Wario sixty four. He's like all up on deals and this and that. And he's the one that tweeted out when the first Switch things were being listed on Amazon. That's how was I was able to secure mine because I I followed his link immediately. I happened to be on Twitter at the time. Uh, and if you didn't jump on it within that, it was that same day. It was completely sold out. So it might be a similar situation for this if it if it comes to pass. Again, it's just a rumor at this point. Uh, yep, you don't want to miss out. So let me know if you see that as well. I'll I'll jump on with you, or if you can Sounds save good. me a pre-order. Sounds good. Um, all right. Now, also, last of our uh, Star Wars mentions here uh, <laughs> is Battlefront Two. Um, the trailer and a little bit of the details. Um, I like this game, but it, it it didn't have a single player campaign, and it's just at the time I wanted something a little more. Uh, with a storyline to it. I love Star Wars for the storyline. And so I never picked up the first game. I know both of you did. Are you excited for this one? This one does have a campaign, so that's what's piquing my interest to it. Uh, what do you think? Uh, definitely looks like it's going to be a lot better. Did you see the trailer by any chance? I did not. Okay, well, single player, it looks like, I, you know, I'm going to make a correction because this was going based on the leak trailer last week, is that it looks like it's interesting in the sense that you're going on a perspective of the dark side. So it looks like you're following this naval uh, captain, uh, this female, uh, and this t- does take place after Return of the Jedi, after the um, Death Star exploded. So it's interesting to see their take on things, what happened after the Empire exploded. Uh, and they said that it's canon, uh, this story. So really? uh, definitely hyped on terms of that. Um, and in terms of the multiplayer improvements, it seems like uh, they seem to make everything a lot better, a lot more depth. It seems like they're bringing back class-based uh, gameplay. It's not just like run and gun like the first game. Uh, they're bringing space battles finally. I'm not sure why they didn't do it in the first one. I feel like Battlefront is kind of like Destiny, where it was just a long-term beta before, hey, <laughs> before a sequel. <laughs> that's not quite the same thing. <laughs> I don't know, man. I almost feel the same. And they're saying what's nice about this one, that there's going to be no season passes. So that's good. I don't know if they'll make word of that. This is EA we're talking about. So we'll, I won't believe it till I see it. So uh, hopefully you may join with me if you get excited, maybe at E3 or something that they'll show that may interest you. Maybe since it's at EA, you may get, just get a month of EA access for five bucks or whatever. Just try it out. And then okay. uh, see if it's your liking. Yeah, Mondo, we haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, did you play much of Battlefront 1? Let me let you know this. I think Mondo might have dropped out. So it's going to be just me and you to finish this off. Okay. We might have technical <laughs> situations here. We're going to wrap up this home, uh, this show on our own. All right, no problem. Just me and you, man. The uh, show so must go on. Another thing that's coming up, uh, Ron, uh, I know that you like the first game and it uh, may interest you. is called Prey 2. The demo is actually going to be available online uh, next week on April 27th. What do you think of uh, Prey? And uh, yes. do you have any uh, hype on the second one? I prayed the first. I prayed. <laughs> I prayed the first Prey. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I played the first Prey. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. Um, a long time ago. This is one of the earliest uh, Xbox 360 games, and I played it back then. 
And uh, I had a fun time with it. It had very unique kind of perspective puzzles. You were like upside down. It was messing with gravity in certain aspects. It was a fun thing. That being said, this has nothing to do with that. (laughs) Uh, But I saw the trailer for it and it looks interesting. It's being – there's a lot of comparisons to Bioshock and that's all you need to say for me. I am in 100%. So I'm going to definitely be trying out this demo. All right, man. Next week. It sounds good. Okay, and uh, last bit of news here is uh, Porsche and Microsoft uh, reached a partnership to allow the usage of their cars in the game. Porsche has been kind of weird with auto manufacturers dating back to Gran Turismo when they didn't allow them to reproduce the games or the cars in the game. And instead you had the the tuning house RUF. I used to call them mm-hmm. Roof. Um, and they would have modded out – Porsches in the game, but it was never really brand new models of Porsches. And it wasn't until recent years that they started to make certain deals. And I think EA had the exclusive because they had them in a couple of Need for Speed games. Am I right? Uh, that's correct. I think Need for. I, I don't think uh, it was. Any, it was. I think they had it naturally in a sense that EA had the license to Porsche. They were the one that had the stranglehold on Porsche, where it's only going to be on Need for Speed games. Okay. Um, and I think uh, that's what f- just finally got released. And it looks like they're finally partnership- partnering with, you know, Microsoft uh, to now provide Porsche as a standard vehicle in the following games. Yeah. Which is finally nice. And you don't need to buy it as a pack anymore um, because before uh, they, you know, they technically allowed them in other games. However, you needed to pay extra for them because I imagine and, and they it was a fairly expensive license. add-on like it was like I don't know like a $20, $30 like uh, right. add-on Be- because they, uh, Microsoft had to pay for those licenses yep. on there so they had to make a little bit back by charging a little bit more for the DLC so yeah, good on Porsche for finally you know licensing rather than being exclusive yeah and uh, for those of you that uh, are still into Forza Horizon 3 they did actually speaking of paying for these packs they did actually release it for Forza Horizon 3 so you can go ahead and uh, download that now and uh, just I guess stay tuned for future uh, Forza products so uh, that's about it we're going a little bit long on time here and uh, you know just I do want to point out that uh we are now on iTunes and on the Google Play Store. So uh, if you can are new to this and you like what you hear, please give us a review. It would help us. We actually did have our first review courtesy of Patushi. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. I want to appreciate – we appreciate the review that you gave us. Gave us a five-star review and a little shout-out to our friend Rooney who has been giving us kind of feedback on how we can improve, how we can be better podcasters and – and what his take is, and he's been listening since episode one. So uh, we also came out with a new email address for people to ask us questions or to give us feedback on the show. It's easyoperationsqa at gmail.com. So go ahead and send us stuff there if you like. And uh, until next week, I'm Ron, and James has been with me. And uh, have fun, guys, and keep playing video games and keep watching movies. You got it, guys. Have a good night.